Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists who are committed to planetary purpose, or in other words, holistic visions for planet Earth. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Nadine Casanova. Nadine is an artist, visionary, and founder at Ava Oasia. Ava Oasia is a holistic cultural center for entertainment and the arts in downtown LA. It's basically an oasis for urban life. So Ava Oasia is a sanctuary focused on creating transformational experiences, bridging communities, supporting the arts, and networking visionaries for positive impact. In just one year, the multi-use space has housed a wide variety of events and filming projects as the team develops the grand expression of the vision. Ultimately, AWA is building a franchise model with hopes to be adopted worldwide as a resource hub where people can connect, collaborate, build community, discover, learn to thrive, and be inspired to create a better world. So with these words, I'm really excited for our conversation. Welcome, Nadine, to the show. Thank you so much, Julian. It's really wonderful to be with you. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation for so many reasons. And let, let's start maybe with um, just like, you know, the quotation marks here, average week at Ava Oasia. Like, what are things that are happening in your space and how many people are part of that in just like an average week? Well, an average week for us, I would say that we, you know, we have a focus on collaboration. So every day here, we have our team, we're working together, we're collaborating, we're taking breaks to do yoga. Um, we have a weekly Wellness Wednesday yoga class and sound healing. Um, I really love that. I often uh, do the sound healing portion. So we're on a daily basis collaborating. And then most weekends, we have different types of events. Uh, most of our events right now are uh, coming from different members of the community and new communities that we're, we get to connect with through the space and having the space. And so on weekends, we're uh, hosting different types of experiences and events. And we have a pretty wide variety of those. And currently, we're actually building our in-house events and starting to produce more experiences that are by us. Um, but there's actually an air of our uh, intention in a lot of the events that come here that are just looking for a space and then end up learning that we have all these other services beyond just the space, like having healers set up or having live artists doing art or creating a custom elixir bar. And, um, so essentially, we create an AWA vibe and container that other people and our own team can utilize to create an experience that has a holistic element to it, or many holistic elements actually combined into one. I love that. And I feel like there's, there's already a lot that you shared in like the collaboration and the holistic approach to, to all of what's being created with and at your place. But like, if I wasn't ever there, right. And I was to walk in there, what's the feeling, what's the experience that I, I want to come to your place for? Mm. Well, a, a very common reflection that I get when people come in, to the space for the first time, they immediately feel this expansive feeling because the space is so light. We have skylights throughout. As you might be able to see, I'll just kind of, you could see up there. <laughs> so we have skylights throughout and that actually lends itself to us being able to have plants throughout as well. So there's a very open feeling um, 
and, and nature and, and calming. We have very high ceilings as well. So it just, it's an amazing place to just expand the mind and, and feel also very relaxed. So I've, I've had people that aren't even into meditation or yoga come in and feel like, wow, I feel like I'm meditating just by walking into the space. So this is what that consciousness stuff is about. Like they could just feel it nice. when they walk into the space. And so you know, regardless of what we have going on, I'd say the overall experience of somebody walking in here is that uh, of calming, relaxing, expansive, and um, co connective. You yeah. know, they, they feel like they're connected to something greater than themselves. That's epic. And this is something that's showing up in a lot of the conversations I host on Green Planet, Blue Planet, this, this paradigm of regenerative culture and regenerative thinking, right? It actually transports us into a different feeling place, which is probably what we're mostly looking for anyway, is this, this feeling of being connected to something larger than, than just my individual ego and also with each other. Um, so so when, I, when I first heard about you creating this, it reminded me of, of lots of the dreams and visions that I had myself and that I know a lot of people have. And I'm, I'm just so happy and, and proud for something like this to happen in downtown LA. Um, you said at the, at the beginning of this interview before we hit record that it's not just been a year that you guys are open. You've been in this process for the last decade. Yes. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about how this dream of creating space for a community, how that's been ripening and, and kind of evolving inside of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, uh, you know, I grew up with parents that had a focus on transformation, on activism. Uh, they're really both humanitarians. And, uh, and so I was exposed to a lot growing up. I always asked questions. And when I had the choice to study what I wanted to study in college, I chose to study environmental biology and sustainable living, human psychology. And what I realized is that there's a lot of tools um, that exist for humanity as far as taking care of the earth and also understanding the human brain and how to communicate and all these things that people don't actually have access to that knowledge. And I, I became pretty angry actually that we were polluting the earth in the way that we are and that there's such a huge epidemic of depression and uh, people just not living their greatest lives. Mm -hmm. And so I was crying to my father one night and I was telling him, I'm like, dad, I want to do something. I, I, I can't, how, how can this information not be out there? I don't understand. And in that moment, my friend called me and he said, Nadine, do you want to walk across the country on a Native American movement called The Longest Walk and raise awareness for environmental issues and social separation. And it was an immediate yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the answer to my prayers. It's kind of wild to just drop out of college and walk across the country. But wow. you're telling me right when I'm in the moment of crying, asking for an answer, and this must be divine. And so I, a couple months later, uh, my dad supported me to be able to do this, and I left college, and I, I met the walkers in San Francisco, and we began to walk across the country. And it was actually very challenging what I discovered um, because I saw a very common thread in almost everywhere that we walked through, uh, which was that people, there was an epidemic of disease 
obesity, alcoholism, a lack of access to healthy food, uh, a lack of access to education. There, was, there wasn't an element of community that I think is so important that I've been very blessed to have access to in my life. And so it was very alarming for me to see that most people, the majority of people that I came across were not happy and they were not connected to their purpose mm. and they didn't know what to do about it. Um, and so I had a really profound moment actually um, in the, the second month of, of being on the journey where I, um, I met with uh, one of the leaders of the indigenous movement and he, he talked to me about the, 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 the culture the Native American culture and the connection to the earth and treating the earth as if it's living, which it is, mm. and honoring and respecting it as such, and, and also being in gratitude for what we have. And therefore, in that gratitude, then comes the respect. Like, wow, we have this earth. We have each other. We need to respect it by showing up for the earth and, and for each other and live life in a way that reflects that. And... I realized in that moment that it was my purpose to uh, be a stand for the earth and for all life, really. And I ran out into the desert in that moment and I dropped to my knees and I put my hands in the earth and I, and I, I, I proclaimed that to the, to the earth and to the world. And I was wow. just me and the, in, the, in the middle of the desert, but it was so... It was profound, the moment, because I really asked, I asked greater, the greater energy, God, creator, Allah, whatever it is anyone believes in, I think it's all the same, love. I asked to be shown what the solution could be and what I could focus my life to create, to fulfill this purpose of helping, um, helping the planet and helping people. And that night, um, I was, uh, I was in a circle with many of the elders and it dawned on me that we need spaces worldwide where people can come and they can connect with their community, discover tools for awakening, tools for living a better life, tools for discovering their purpose and actually fulfilling it and can have the opportunity to, to up-level their life in every way and to heal. And so that, that became so clear is, is the missing link that we really need in the world that's gonna provide the platform for people to uh, expand their consciousness and come into more joy because I genuinely believe that as we heal the inner, that it's going to naturally reflect in, in the outer world and how we care for ourselves and how we care for the planet. And so that's really the download yeah, yeah. game is to create yeah. these spaces worldwide. And that's what we're doing here. And for the past 10 years, since having that realization, um, I've been developing the concept. I've been connecting with people that share the same vision. Um, I have been, uh, developing myself as a person to be able to hold space for something like this to happen. And I really had the awareness that starting in the heart of Los Angeles is the most ideal place to start because people come from all over the world here mm -hmm. and they are motivated and they want to make a difference. And that by having someplace in, in the heart of LA 
uh, it can gather those people. Not only that, but there's so many influencers and powerful people that live in LA. And so by gathering all these people and cultivating a model, we can actually immediately impact the greater Los Angeles community, which is one of the most influential places in the world. Yeah, so being is, able yeah. to impact them and build this model so that essentially once the blueprint is created, we can expand this model around the world. Really, really cool. I, I like the way you're kind of bridging the ethereal there and like the, the download from the divine and the like connectivity to the earth, but also like the pragmatics of like, this is the space. It's a downtown LA space. It comes with its own problems, but it comes with the upsides of the connectivity and kind of you, I think you use the word templating as well. Like, you know, like templating something like a blueprint into the human consciousness as well. Right. And, and it's, it's just like, you know, I tap my hat for those who can see the, the video, the video of this is like kudos to everyone involved for showing up because in me and people who followed my journey for a bit who are listening, like that notion is, it's been very alive for a long time. I told you Nadine, when we met, like I, I've had a space myself for two years in Victoria, this is like seven years ago. And it was a very hard thing to set forth into reality, holding space, making it a sustainable business. So um, that's seven years ago. I think you guys are doing so much better now in LA. What are some of your highlights over the last couple of months where you can just kind of take us into your universe that's happening? Wow. <laughs> well, we have had so many miracles that have helped this come together. And I'd like to share one that's very present for me right now, mm -hmm. because I think it's just, it's a testament to when you set an intention to do something and you put energy into manifesting it, then it really can come true. And, uh, you know, this one has just, has been mind blowing. So about 10 years ago, after I returned from the walk and I had this new profound mission, um, you made it across the entire country. No, I actually couldn't make it across the country. I did the first two months and I had a tragedy in the family. So I had to leave the walk. Um, it's, it's all divine. It's, I won't go into that, but um, so- You got the clear download, okay. <laughs> I got the clear download and I came back to LA and I believe it was on New Year's and I found this flyer and it was of this beautiful goddess with this guitar and there was musical notes coming out of her heart and her hair was all flowing and it's this vibrant image and I was immediately drawn to it because I'm a musician and music is a huge part of this because sound is healing it's scientifically proven now not woo woo and so it really drew me in and I've always had this kind of this mantra of healing the world through music and so that's a, that's a huge piece of what we're doing through this model is so music. It brings us together. It's the language that all cultures speak. And so I found this image and on the back of it, it said project peace on earth. And I thought, wow, this is, I don't know who this is. At that time, I actually sent them an email. I never heard back, but I was just really inspired by this image and I placed it in the center of my vision board that was above my piano. And I looked at it every day as I made music. And I thought about how I could be the change and help create peace on earth. And so fast forward to uh, about six months ago or so, this man came in and he approached me at Awa Oasia in the space. 
And he said, wow, I can really feel the energy of what you're creating here. And I think this is the perfect space to house my annual event. And I said, oh my gosh, yes, what's it, what is it about? And he said, well, it's, it's called the Peace Song Awards. And, and my brain started thinking, I'm like, ooh, Peace Song Awards. Like, yes, that sounds familiar. I like the sound of that. And he goes on to say, we're going to be gathering musicians from around the world that, are, that have a focus on creating music that promotes peace. And I'm, I'm already like, wow, yes, this is so what we're about. And by the end of the conversation, and, and even from the moment he said peace on the words, I was already a yes. <laughs> nice. And at the end of the conversation, he hands me his card, and it's the image of the, the oh, goddess wow. <laughs> that was above my vision board for all those years. And I realized that, oh my gosh, I've literally manifested somebody that I've been wanting to connect with for 10 years now, who came into my space, our space, and and wanted and wants to do his peace song awards here which i had always wanted to be a part of that i now get to co-produce with him and even perform at wicked that is, that is so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful serendipity coming true from the vision board in, into reality does it feel to you like the dream that is your life is now just has a venue like our venue as you just said a shared venue where where those particles of the dreams can actually start showing up and come in Absolutely. And this has actually been happening a lot over the last year where a lot of things have come full circle. And it's been, um, it's been just a, a continual confirmation that we're on the right path. Um, I've had, you know, in, in having such a huge space like this and, and a big responsibility and a large overhead and just everything that comes along with doing something of this magnitude, we face a lot of challenges and in those moments I find when I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do I go on? I, the universe will show me these signs and it happens like clockwork. I mean, it's, it's wild how many miracles have come full circle or just shown up um, to, to, to tell me that, Hey, keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's going to happen. It's just like today I was sitting there with one of our business consultants and we're creating an application for restaurateurs to come into the space. Cause we're calling in an organic restaurant right now to partner with us. By the way, this is the restaurant. Bum, well, part of it anyways. So I'm sitting there creating this application and this guy walks in who is the uh, the founder of a truck, a food truck organization that also has um, restaurants. And he, he sits down and he's like, oh my gosh, I would be interested. And here we are. We haven't even put out the application yet. We already <laughs> have somebody coming in right in the moment that we're talking about it. Mm. And so, and that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like what you're experiencing there. And, and I want to I wanna kind of go into my own experience of when I was in the space. I remember I visited you like a year ago, but right before you guys went like live with, with a thing, like the energy really is that tactile, right? And you said it with like music and, and sound healing, like it's, it's scientific proof at this point. So there's no, there's no woo about that actually. And I feel like a lot of the things that you're explaining and, and that, I've experienced in different places of my life and even like all the tribe uh, kind of circles you and I have met Nadine, like they always had this underlying energetic grid to them where the 
formerly woo-woo things that are kind of incoming timelines of science, of quantum science that are proving like, yes, sound is healing. Yes, quantum physics is real. Like, it's not just attractions, actually magnetism, right? The way we kind of create energy together and therefore basically facilitate reality. Those things seem to happen on light speed in an environment where everyone around you is kind of tapped into the same matrix or, or, or energies. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you guys like, let me ask two questions around that. One is like, how do you do more of that? But let me start first at the adversity. Cause I think that's really interesting to people, you know, is you mentioned it. Sometimes there is the thought of like, Oh, I have no idea what's next. And then the, the messaging is like, just keep going. How do you really deal with the adversity? Like, do you experience the, the, the depression, the anxiety, the loneliness in the space, or is it, is it right now? Like there is a community grid behind you and it's smooth sailing. Well, there's a lot of moments where it feels like it's smooth sailing, you know, when, especially when the miracles happen, I'm like, nothing can stop us. We got (laughs) this. And I feel like that a lot of the times. Um, and, and yeah, there are moments where that I've had in the past, uh, in the past year, I would say there's been a solid, like, I don't know, five to 10 pretty monumental moments where I've been like, wow, I am overwhelmed. I'm pushing myself really hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been challenging. And I've even had moments where I'm like, where, as you know, you mentioned feeling loneliness or feeling, um, I've definitely felt a lot of anxiety over the time, especially mm-hmm. in those moments. But I do feel sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm holding this huge piece for humanity. And I've met so many people along the journey in the past 10 years that resonate with the vision of what's being created here. And I don't know how to call them in in a meaningful way. Like, I want to just like shake them all and be like, you guys, I got it. We're doing it. I need you. (laughs) And I have, you know, it's been challenging to figure out how to really reach all those people and, and really show, tell them, Hey guys, like this is it. I've been shown multiple times over and over almost on a daily basis Mm. that this is a miracle and this, and now is the time and that I, that I need support because I can't do it alone. And what's been amazing about it is that along the journey, there has been a lot of people who have been involved, who have given a lot, who have opened their heart, who have shared their gifts. And I'm so grateful for that. And I do, we do have an amazing team and you know, it's, it's been in those moments where I'm like, ah, and then they step forth. Hmm. So it's almost like part of being human is having those human moments of anxiety or loneliness or feeling overwhelmed. And then the most important part that I think is being able to express that and come from a vulnerable place so that we can call in the support that we need. And so, you know, a lot of support has come in over the past year in those moments where I felt overloaded. And now we're actually getting ready to to call in support in a much grander way. To assent, we're, op- we're essentially opening the gate. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I'll, I'll loop back to the other questions in a second here. Like, what okay. do you, if someone is inspired from that right now and they're like, well, I would love to help you, Nadine, like, how can they? What are you actually calling in? What's, what do you want to see more of? Who is the best match to who you guys are right now? Absolutely. So um, we have been getting ready to announce uh, who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it and, and open up the invitation for people to be a part of it. And actually we just sent out our press release yesterday. And so, um, yes. So the press release has all that in it. 
it's something I've been looking forward to for 10 years. And it's finally getting pushed out into the world. Um, the press release comes along with a video for people to see the space, for them to feel the energy. And it also comes with an application. And so really the, the invitation is, you know, we have a really grand vision here. This is not just an event space. And a lot of people have been seeing it as an event space because that's the first area of the business that we chose to develop because we felt that events is the greatest way to bring together community for people to see the space and get familiar with it for us to bring in revenue to develop the business. But the business is so much grander than an event space. Um, Essentially what we are doing in this space and what the space actually lends itself to is to actually be multiple businesses under one roof. So the infrastructure of the building has the space to accommodate uh, an organic restaurant, a retail, a wellness retail area with a tea lounge um, to accommodate uh, events and transformational experiences through the main space. And then we have a backspace, which can be for programming, workshops. We're already doing yoga in there, sound healing. We have a kid's ballet class there once a week. So that space is for programming. And then we have a whole area that's separate from the main space that is a lounge with multiple healing rooms so that we can have practitioner services and advanced healing technologies. We also have a a whole other side of the building that has offices. And what we're envisioning in those offices is in-house media um, with the goal of really capturing the content that comes in the space and putting it onto an online platform so that people that can't afford to come into the space or aren't in the Los Angeles area can have access to the tools and wisdom that is coming through the space and also the inspirational music and different types of talks. And so essentially, so having in-house media, uh, we also envision a podcast space. We already have a recording studio, which is one of my favorite rooms. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot of different areas of the space. Yeah. Very dynamic that we. So right now, just so I understand it correctly, what's really live and working well is the event part of the business and the other pieces are kind of still, um, you, you've set it up like you knew they will come, but that time is basically starting now that you're starting to be ready to bring in, uh, let's just call it like a larger level collaboration. Exactly. We got our event system structure dialed in, event team dialed in. And now that that's going and running itself, we feel ready to really call in the right people and companies to activate the other areas of the business. So cool. Mm -hmm. This is something that I remember actually overwhelmed me back in the day when I I was... uh, blueprinting my own tiny little version of this space is is just how in one's mind it all could happen simultaneously but the reality is kind of a lot more like you just explained it and expressed it when we dial in one piece that's really working well the other pieces can kind of like a spiral right accumulate towards it uh doing everything at once is is truly not not the way to do it yeah i learned that the hard way I tried to do too many things at once earlier on in the business. And what I realized is that um, I I just can't have my hands in too many things. Then I'm just, I'm not balanced Mm. and it's, and it just, it needs to be developed over time. And now that we have the events and we have the core team pretty solid, I think it's going to really open up the space for us to 
uh, be able to bring in other collaborators because really what we're looking for is companies or heads, managerial type people mm. who can actually um, like steer that wing of the business and then have leadership meetings so we can come together and make game plans and, and all that. But we're definitely ready to expand in a, in a profound a totally way. alive kind of microcosm oasis in, in, in the LA, you know, in the hub of LA, basically. That's so cool. Let me look back to that earlier question. And, and it was just about the topic of miracles, you know, and like when you realize and start realizing, okay, this is a quantum reality. Like if multiple people intend strongly together, things happen. When, when I put something on my vision board eight years ago and I open a space now in the space, there's space for that vision to come into my literally living room to ask me to collaborate. So what do you guys Hey, I'm on a podcast. Came in. Nice. Sorry. Go no, ahead. that's perfect. What do you guys do to facilitate more of that, that, that miracle kind of culture? Is it something that you actively embrace? Is it something that everyone's just aware of? Like help us out here a little bit. Cause I feel like most people are kind of yearning for more of that. And my feeling is your space is one of the places where it's like an everyday normality. Yeah, I think holding the truth and awareness that anything is possible and being able to let go of a fear mentality and surrendering to the unknown is where miracles can happen. I think, uh, not I think, I know because I've witnessed this to be true over and over again, that our words and our thoughts are incredibly powerful. And so when we can claim what it is that we're calling in, and I actually do this exercise quite a bit, um, where, where where you say what you want as if you already have it. So for example, I would say, Oh my gosh, Awa Oasia is a thriving space where our, all elements of the business are activated and our whole A team is here and strong and we're grooving and we're co-creating and it's amazing. We've created this family. And I think by saying that, it actually, it, it builds up excitement in my body. And, and then by holding that energy, it actually supports it happening. Because when I talk to people who might be interested that are collaborators, or I talk to investors, or I talk to strategic partners, and I bring that energy, that confidence, that excitement about what's possible, they feel that, and it's contagious. If I come from a space of being in fear, or or doubting, or being like, oh, I don't really know how this is going to happen, but I'm hoping you'll help me make it happen. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, it's not going to inspire them to get excited, to want to be, want to help create what it is we're, mm. we're creating. Totally. And so I've just seen it over and over again, that the energy that we hold really defines how people react and how they show up uh, in relation to that. And, and somehow too, claiming into the universe, I, I don't know, the universe listens. That's all I can say. It's like when you say it and you, or you write it down or you share it with somebody, then bam, it can actually happen because, you know, a lot of people hold what they're wanting inside. They're wishing for it. They're praying silently. And when they do that, they're not actually giving the outside world the opportunity to give them what they want and so one of the things that my dad actually taught me from a young age is ask and you and you shall receive so a lot of a lot of the creation of this is saying hey we're ready for collaborators i'm asking for people to come in and be a part of what we're building and growing and hey this is an amazing opportunity 
And, and in doing that and asking, that's when we can, that's when people will hear where, what the desire is or what the opportunity is and be able to participate. Amazing. Thank you for elaborating on that and like eloquently expressing it this way. I think it was very insightful. Let me change it up a little bit. I have a few more questions for you. Sure. Let's do a few rapid fire questions. All right. Um, what do you prefer, ocean water or lake water? Oof. Oh my gosh, that's really tough. <laughs> rapid fire, does that mean I have to answer quick? Because I'm a total quick. You can oh, say both God. if you like both. Okay, I, both. I'm a total, I'm a water. I am a water protector. I am water. Water is my You thing. are the water. By the way, Me? Awa, yeah. the name of the space, Awa, it, it means river. We're right next to the LA River. And it's, that's a whole divine thing that happened too. If you want to know, I can tell you, or we can keep doing the rapid fire thing. Well, tell me right now. I feel like I feel like the rapid fire questions are already doing the purpose of why they why they exist, which is like okay, to open great. up a new kind of space. Amazing. So That's perfect. I didn't even ask it. What's Ava short for? Yeah, it's it's it's. So, in one of our first group collaborative meetings, I prepared this whole presentation for everybody on what I felt like the space represents. And so I'm, I'm walking around the space. I'm saying, I think the theme of the space is river. I was saying we have all this, you know, this concrete, which kind of represents stones. And we have this wood, which represents trees. And we have all these plants. And, I, and water is my, like, everything. I mean, we are water. I think protecting water and, 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 and putting intention into water, there's a lot behind that. And so I'm envisioning running water through the space and, and all these plants. And I'm kind of just envisioning what the space will be. And I, and I described it as, I want the space to be like a river. And so, and by the way, at this time, I didn't even know that we were right next to the LA River. And so about an hour later, we're talking about what the name of the space should be. And I said, well, I want it to be something that has to do with water. And by the way, the space used to be called the Springs, but there was no running water in here. That was a business that was in here before. And I always thought that was strange and I wanted to shift that and have running water. And so I was, I was saying all these words I'm like, well, water, aqua, agua. And then Awa came through and everyone looked at me. They're like, and they said it back. They're like, Awa. And we were all like, wow, that feels really good. I wonder what it means. And I looked it up and it means, uh, it means river. And so it was immediately like, okay, this is it. This is divine. And it's, it means river in the Maori uh, language, which was also divine because on the first day of getting the space, we had a Maori chief come in and do a blessing of the space. What? And so That's it was amazing. just, it was a no brainer. All right. The name of the business is Awa. Wow. Really cool. I'm glad this rapid fire question thing didn't work out. Let me, <laughs> let me try to, to pick it up. Again. All right. Let's try again. Here we go. <laughs> Meat or veggies? Veggies. Plant trees or fly to Mars? Plant trees. Dance or meditation? Both at the same time. Dance meditation. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mate or kombucha? Depends on my mood. I get that. <laughs> if you want something done right, do it yourself or better as a team? Um, 
you know, that's a, that's a good question. I it depends on what it is, really. I've really stepped more and more into being able to work with a team because this vision is so massive. There's no way I could do it on my own, and because it's been so dear to me, there's a part of me that when it comes to certain things, I want to have my hands in it. And what I've kind of what I've kind of worked out in order to accommodate for that is I'll empower people to do something, and then I'll ask for a final review, and then we'll work on it together. And so that's my that's kind of my taking on it. Nice. Thanks for that proper answer on the rapid fire. That, I think <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an interesting question because like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, of course, work, work as a team. But the reality often is that there's more to it, right? Uh, last two, cannabis or alcohol? Neither. Jungle or desert? Ooh. Does the desert have a hot spring in it? <laughs> <laughs> I love both. I, uh, that's a hard question. Nadine, what is happiness to you in your own words? I would say that um, happiness is, is being connected to purpose, is being connected to uh, our body. Uh, my, I guess if it's to me, so my body, being connected to my body, being balanced, being in a love state, in a gratitude state, uh, being able to be expressed through what brings me joy. And um, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's being, it's the presence, the presence of joy. And one, one of the things that I really, uh, that I really realize is that all we really have is this now moment. And uh, you know, this is, this is actually, this has actually been really huge for me in doing this whole business because it's so near and dear to me, this business. It's, it is me. This is my purpose. It's been what I've been working on for so long. And with having such a huge responsibility of this space and when challenges come up, um, I'm faced with the possibility that we could lose the space. It's just, it's just naturally has come up uh, on a few occasions in the past year. Mm. And there's this part of me that comes into this, that has in the past come into a fear or um, uh, anxiety about, about the possibility of losing that. And uh, what I realized is that, uh, well, by, by having that energy, it doesn't help. It doesn't serve in any way. It just doesn't feel good. And that the point of life really is to be joyous. And that if I could embrace the unknown, and trust that it's all for us. It's all happening for us, not to us, for me, not to me. That that no matter what, um, the right thing is gonna the right thing is gonna happen. And and that's allowed me to come into a joy of presence, happiness in the present, um, because I really have come into this trust that no matter what, uh, whether we have this space or not, this vision is going to come alive. And what I keep seeing over and over again is that even in the hardest times that we face, we always pull through. And so, um, so I, I've actually really released uh, most of the anxiety or fear that I've had in the past and, and really come into joy in the present to know that we've come this far, that we've been able to develop this much, that we've been able to 
really expand on this vision in so many incredible ways. And, and the gratitude that I have that we've had that opportunity and to be able to bring that into everything that we're doing. And it's actually by me embodying that energy, it's, it's actually helped it to the, the momentum for more great things to happen. So yeah, but bringing that joy into the present moment and that trust is, is happiness to me <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> thanks, thanks for going all, all, all around and coming back to it. I feel like it's, it's one of those topics that deserves our conscious attention on the inside, you know, because yeah. happiness is something that we've been really brainwashed with in the society at large as well. But at the same time, it is a state of soul to me that is just real. And, and that state, when we, you know, connect with it on the inside like the, the external happiness factors aren't they aren't as enticing anymore um, there's lots lots of other values and presence with why we're here right that 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 shows up and you use the word purpose a couple times do, do you mind like giving us like your own few words of how you would define purpose yeah so i think one of um i think one of the most important things that brings joy into my life or what I've seen brings joy into others' lives is, is being connected to what people enjoy doing um, or what, what they're doing that's greater than themselves. Um, I think that, you know, when people have something to uh, look forward to or a goal um, that they're wanting to achieve. It's kind of like a fuel to 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 be active and and to be focused. And um, to me, purpose purpose is that knowing that knowing of what of why we why we wake up, why we do what we do, and and it's it it actually informs the actions that we're going to take. And so um, I think purpose is one of the most important things that people can connect to. And I think a lot of people are not connected to their purpose and that's why they're not happy. And so that's actually a huge part of this vision is to support people and connecting with themselves and learning those tools so that they can figure out what brings them joy and they can shape their life around doing that and giving their gift and, and being of service. Because I think a lot of people really find joy in being when they learn how to be of service whether it's doing something for somebody they love or making a positive impact in, in another's life in any way it just it brings so much joy because you're doing good and, and you're having and you can see the good that that's creating in the world so yeah my purpose is to is to support the consciousness shifting on the planet and to, and to support the healing of the earth and the, and all life here. That's an amazing setup for my last question. And I, I, I'd love to get it infused through this filter of community that you're, you know, you're so immersed into. And the last question is about consciousness, the earth, the shift that you just mentioned. And, you know, I had this notion a little while ago, um, and it happens to relate with the indigenous ways of looking at, at life that if we as a humanity had a collective seven generational dream, like a I'm 200 sorry, year vision. i for a second. If we had a collective. Seven generational dream, like a, a 200 year vision for the planet. Right. Right. 
um, that things might look different, that we might take action in a different way, that we might even understand, okay, we're not doing this for the aggrandizement of Julian's ego or Nadine's uh, ego or whatever it is. We're actually able to understand the legacies we leave behind must be more than a few billion dollars so my grandchildren still have a yacht or something, right? Yeah. And so if you were to express your own earth vision, like your own particle of that dream if, if we were to go out 200 years if we were to go out to seven generations what are elements values or things you see that, that you would like to express ah that's beautiful and i have uh, i've spent a lot of time actually thinking about what uh what the earth could could look like and what it's actually i believe quickly shaping into looking like um there are so many solutions and ways that we can live in harmony with each other and the earth, they're all here for us. It's just a matter of getting it to the people and, and education and community and adopting these solutions that have already come out. Um, and so the way that I envision is uh, what's going to happen is that these tools are gonna, be, are gonna spread like a ripple. Once it works for one person and they have an epiphany and their life has changed, then they're going to spread it to five people. And then those five people are going to be impacted. And then they're going to share it to five people. And then it's just, it's going like that right now. And I think that's why there's such a trend of wellness that has actually picked up. I remember when wellness, when green, the green movement started becoming very popular, uh, a long, uh, like maybe eight years ago or so, and a lot of people were saying, oh, it's going to fade. It's just a trend. It's, and I was like, I don't think so. I think people are going to catch on more and more and more and more. That it's kind of important that we take care of our planet or else we're not going to have one. And our, and our great-grandchildren are not going to exist because yeah. everyone's going to die. So I think people are realizing, especially with the impact of what's happening in the ocean, um, of what's happened, like there's so many areas where, where we're having these massive crises. And, um, and what's coming from that is these solutions that are emerging. And so what I, what I believe is going to happen is that over time, these solutions are going to be adopted, mass adopted, because there, there are solutions for so many. I mean, people are planting millions of trees all over. You see it. I'm, I see good news a lot because I click on it and the algorithm. If you click on good news, people, you will see more good news, which is always feels good. But people are trying tre planting trees all over. There was a, a solution that was created of a, of a fungus that can eat plastic that they're planning on putting in the ocean to eat all the plastic up that's over there or in the landfills. Um, there's, there's solutions coming out for free energy. Um, it, it really stretches across the board. And I think that as, um, as these solutions get adopted, we're actually going to go into a golden age where all people are provided for because of sustainable agriculture. Um, where the ocean is going to be cleaned up and, and the fish and sea creatures are going to be revitalized and where our, our forests are going to be replanted and where we're going to have much better oxygen. And, and very importantly, where people are going to start to learn how to thrive and take care of themselves and live a more joyous life where they're connected to their purpose and that overall the joy level on the planet is going to increase, which is going to inspire people to take care of the planet more as well. So I really see that that we're going to become more and more connected, that we're we're going to learn how to thrive as a, a race, as humans, and and that therefore the whole planet is going to thrive. Beautiful. Thank you for taking us into your 
your own version of how the shift is happening and, and what's already underway. I, there's no right or wrong answer to this question. I'm just so curious, actually, what, what's in people's hearts, what's in people's minds. And um, I really appreciate the optimism. I feel like on, on this planet right now, you know, we, we're like so lost in polarity in many ways. And um, it's hard to be optimistic for a lot of people because there is so much negative news still like flashing into our faces. And yet it doesn't actually need to be the dominant narrative, right? I mean, I can relate. When I was in college studying all that stuff, I was the most, I was so negative. <laughs> I was like, we're all going to die. The whales are going to go extinct. Leave California because it's going to break. I mean, I was, I was bad. And, uh, and I actually got, I had an intervention <laughs> with people that cared about me. Wow. And said, Nadine, you are creating the reality that you don't want. And you're seeding fear into people. And you're going to actually create that which you're so afraid of. And I really had to look at how I was showing up and, and, and realize that, that, the, that it, it didn't feel good to be in that mentality. And why do something if it doesn't feel good? Why be in that fear state? Why be projecting these things? What if there's somebody on the other side of the world that's already solved that and it's already in motion and that's not going to be a problem anymore? I, and I would rather assume the best than assume the worst. And so I had a major attitude change at that point. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop focusing on these conspiracy theories, on these negative things that are happening. And I'm just going to focus on what I'm going to do to create the solution. And that's where this vision has had the spaciousness to grow and expand. So I'm grateful. Powerful words to end this conversation on. I love yes. that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Green Planet, Blue Planet. Thanks for sharing a beautiful view into your studio for everyone who's watching the video. And more people to connect with you. I think there's, there are some more miracles coming, coming your way and our OACS way. Thank you so much. It really has been a pleasure to be with you. And I, I really love the questions that you've asked. And I'm really grateful to connect with your community through this podcast and, and all communities, really, as we, we call in this golden era through this movement of expanding community and creating spaces around the world for people to have this expansion and create the world that we want. 100 percent it's it's one big collective tribe that's that's gathering under this this kind of movement and flag thank you nadine thank you and that's that another episode of green planet blue planet podcast i truly hope you had a good time listening to this interview and gain some form of new perspective, inside or knowledge that serves you, that enriches your life. And if that's the case, make sure to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, follow the social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and simply be part of the conversation, one step at a time, wherever you are, have yourself a stellar day.